3: is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
3: That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
0: And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
3: Hello everybody, I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs and welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I'm here every week. And we talk about sports psychology on the show. We talk about the mental side of sports, mindsets, attitudes, focus, preparation, confidence, teamwork, sportsmanship, getting along with coaches, getting along with parents, getting along with teammates. I've been here for the last 28 years on the radio in Kansas City, the last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and our show is now syndicated in a number of cities around the country. And look forward to talking with you each and every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been a sports psychologist in my 38th year of work. I've been doing this about as long as anybody in the country. And I've been very lucky to have worked with athletes at all levels of competition from young kids all the way up to professionals and Olympic athletes. And, you know, one of the things that I found throughout my, my career is this issue of dealing with anxiety. And it's something everybody has, everybody gets anxious about something. Giving a speech, asking someone out on a date, making a presentation at work, talking to somebody, shooting a free throw, that five foot putt with money on the line, whatever it might be, anxiety is there. And how you handle it is important. Throughout my years of work, I've had athletes of all ages come into my office to talk about this. And it is an issue we all have to deal with. Everybody gets anxious about something. You know, it can be anxiety-provoking to talk to somebody, to interview for a job, to do something new. Newness is always anxiety-provoking for people. Pressure is anxiety-provoking for people. How you handle it? How you adjust to it, how you cope with it, all plays a big role in what you do. So that's going to be our topic today, dealing with anxiety. Where does it come from? How do you handle it? How do you react to it? How do you respond to it? And how do you control it? As I said, this is my 18th year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and our show is now in a number of cities around the country, and our list is growing on almost a weekly basis, I'm excited to say, in a number of cities where The show is broadcast, and we talk about this topic a lot on on shows when when I'm interviewing people, how you deal with pressure, how you handle these things. But if you're a coach, what do you do when you have an athlete who's anxious? You know, it can wear on everybody. It, it, It creates negative physical and mental issues that affect performance. Some of the physical things you'll see will be muscle tension, of course tightness, breathing problems, you can feel your heart racing, you have this inability to be smooth and relaxed, you can see it. The physical signs are there. Facial expressions, body language tells you so much. But what about internally? Things you can't see. The negative thinking, the problems focusing have a lot to do with fear. Yes, fear, fear of failing, fear of screwing up, fear of making mistakes. All that has a big role in this. And you know, it's interesting. I work with so many different athletes, so many different levels of competition. And one of the things that I notice more than anybody else is this fear issue that causes performance anxiety. And when we explore it and when we delve into it, what I find is typically this fear comes from, not all the time, but a lot of the time, It comes from something that happened when they were younger where a coach, a parent, a teammate, a classmate, somebody got angry at them, somebody insulted them because they screwed up. They got made fun of, they got yelled at, they got picked on, whatever it might be. Something happened negatively which results in them internalizing that and then as they get older, even though they get better That fear is still there. And then when the pressure comes on again, they don't do well. I've got a high school soccer player I've been working with lately. He's got the chance to really advance and play professionally. He's that good. Well, one of the things his coach says is he doesn't push himself enough when he gets into an attacking mode. He's a forward. And one of the problems his coach says he he has, he doesn't go for it. Well, in talking with him about this, I'm trying to get him to understand this. One of the things that continues to pop up with him is what happened to him when he was younger when he got yelled at and ridiculed and insulted by a coach when he was about eight or nine. He had a coach that really didn't get it and got angry at him when he didn't do well. So now he's afraid to do to push himself because he doesn't want to screw up. So then consequently, he doesn't push himself. It's that fear. So... I think performance anxiety, anxiety in sports has a lot to do with fear. And I want to get into that today. I want to get into how you can deal with anxiety in sports. And I want to open up our phone lines. I'd like to hear from you. If you're an athlete or have been an athlete and you have gotten anxious before, I don't care what the sport, I don't care what age, I don't care if you're male or female. When you've gotten anxious, when you've played sports, What's happened? Some people get turned on by it. Some people, it it makes them focus better. Some people, it challenges them to do better. But some people choke up, get anxious. I remember years ago when I worked with the Olympic cycling team, we had a cyclist, a young lady who was, she was tremendous. But she had this fear of going down hills. Not going up hills, going down hills and wiping out. Because when she was younger, she wiped out. She had several races she was leading but she tightened up, riding down, and got past as they came down the hill and then went into the straightaway because she was so worried about fail, falling and, and wiping out. So this is a topic that everybody has to deal with. So our topic is anxiety. What's anxiety for you? How do you handle it? How do you react to it? How do you respond to it? I'd like to hear if you're a coach. would like to hear if you're an athlete. If you're a parent If you're or even an official, you see it. If you're an athlete and you've had to deal with anxiety when you've played sports before, what did you do? How did you overcome it? And we'll talk about that in our next segment about how to deal with it and overcome it. But I want to hear from you. If you've played sports and have had this anxiety come on, you've choked under pressure. You've fallen apart under pressure. Why and what did you do about it? If you're a coach and you have an athlete who's getting anxious or choking, you have an athlete who's not doing well. You have an athlete who's screwing up. You can see it, you can see the signs of it. What do you say to them? How do you handle it? How do you react to it? If you're a parent and you can see your son or daughter falling apart under the pressure, what do you do, what do you say? This is a big issue and it's one that we all have to learn to overcome. You know, I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who come out on top. So I want to get into this today with you and get some calls in here. See what you say. If you're an athlete, if you're a coach, if you're a parent, performance anxiety, anxiety is sports, what makes you anxious? How do you react to it? How do you respond to it? How do you overcome it? Or do you? Physical signs, mental signs, both show up. And when you have the mental signs, sometimes they're hidden, but they're there. Negative thinking, fear, all that internal stuff. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running tennis and baseball you can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation for more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or cd go to winnersunlimited.com and click products that's winnersunlimited.com and click products one more time to get 20 minutes to success go to winnersunlimited.com and click products The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head-on in sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to WinnersUnlimited.com and click Products. That's WinnersUnlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to WinnersUnlimited.com and click Products.
4: We first opened about 10 years ago. We were we we're small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier.
5: What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council.
6: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off.
7: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
6: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I gotta work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable.
7: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you. At finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
3: Yeah, spring training's about to start. Baseball is going to be going here pretty soon and everyone's going to be excited about that and talk about performance, anxiety, in baseball. How about coming up when the bases are loaded, two outs in the bottom of the ninth and you're losing by two? What are you thinking? I've got to get a hit or I need to make contact. Where's your focus? <clears throat> One of the greatest performances I've ever seen in baseball is David Freeze at the St. Louis Cardinals when they beat the Rangers in the World Series several years ago. Game six, Texas is winning three games to two. They're up five to three in the ninth inning in St. Louis. And here comes David Freeze up, two guys on, two outs, the bottom of the ninth. Texas is one out away from winning the World Series. So what does he do? Gets a triple. Drives in two runs. Then comes up, his next at bat, and next inning, hits a game-winning home run, and they win. After the game, he's asked why, what, how, how'd you do that? I mean, you grew up in St. Louis, you're in your hometown, it's the bottom of the night. I mean, what greater pressure situation can there be than that? And what he said, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking, how do I get the barrel head of the bat through and make contact? What do I have to do to make contact? He was focusing on execution, focusing on what he wanted to do. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is is, is what you need to do. Now, <clears throat> of course, this is a Major League Baseball player who gets it. So how do you do that? How do you learn how to do that? In our book, Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes for Youth Sports, that I co-wrote with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and USA Swimming, Hall of Fame coach, Pete Malone. Our third chapter is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. And why would we have a chapter like that, Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun? Well, I'll tell you. Because you're all going to fail at every sport. I mean, no, rarely does anybody win a match six to love, six to love, without losing a point. Rarely do you go 20 for 20 from the field in a basketball game. It's more common maybe to go 4 for 4 in a baseball game, but you know what? It doesn't happen that often either. How you deal with pressure is something you learn, I think, when you're younger. And when you're younger, if you have coaches and parents who help you learn about that and don't yell at you when you screw up and don't degrade you when you make a mistake and don't insult you because you, you failed, teach you and coach you and work with you you know what it doesn't become a fear but if you're insulted when you're younger and you're cut down and, and you're told you suck and you're terrible and you can't do it that message sticks with you in your head all right i'd like to hear from you if you're a coach let's get some phone calls in here i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs i'm here every week we talk about the mental side of sports in this show i'm talking about anxiety in sports today and i want to hear from you if you're a coach and you have an athlete right now who maybe gets a little anxious, how do you help them deal with it? What do you do to help them overcome it? If you're an athlete, you've played sports, and you've gotten anxious before, you've fallen apart under the pressure, you've choked, did you learn to overcome it, or did it become something that just became a pattern for you? And if you're a parent, how do you help your kids get through that? I'd also like to let you know you can contact me on Twitter at, at DRJ At D-R-J-S-P-O-R-T-P-S-Y-C-H. Send me a tweet with a comment if you've got on that. I know there are several people around the country who oftentimes send tweets during the show and comments. So I'd like to hear from you on this. You know, this is an issue we all have to deal with. It's something we all have to handle. And if you don't learn how to handle it, you're not going to get better. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent, coach, and athlete. We've got our first caller of the day. Let's see what Eric has to say. Eric, thanks for calling in. How are you?
2: Great, how's it going?
3: Great, thanks for calling. Your comments.
2: I was listening this
3: morning, and I uh,
2: I coached my daughters in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade when they were younger. Now they're in high school, and my younger one is she. Uh, she gets very anxious. She's one of the better players, but just yesterday we had a conversation. She had a she had a tournament she was in. I said, I said you cannot be afraid to miss a shot. I said Michael Jordan's one of the best players ever. He misses shots. I said, You got to stay confident. And, uh, you know, I, my parents were very supportive too, thank goodness. But she had one of her best games ever, the whole tournament. And she, she missed some shots. But I told her, I said, You can't be afraid to miss in life. You're going to fail. Just like you were saying. I said, That's just the way of life. I said, But if you don't try, you're never going to succeed. So it was kind of neat.
3: Well, I think that's really good, but let let me uh, let's talk about this for a second. You said you can't be afraid to miss. Let's yeah. look at first of all, why is she afraid to miss? Because I want to I want to go from another angle and see see what you think about school, what I'm going
2: to say. She's a perfectionist in school. She's perfect. I mean, it's just her nature. You know, it's just. I'm like, well, I said sports is not the same. You know, getting a perfect hundred percent on a test, or I said sports is different. I said. I mean, if you're batting three thirty three in Major League Baseball, you're one of the best players in the league. And that's three out of ten. So,
3: you're saying all, what you're saying, Eric's all good stuff. But let me let me throw a different angle at it here. All right, all right. I think telling her you can't be afraid to miss, I would do it differently. I say, you know, it's okay to miss because everybody does. Okay. D- don't when you say you can't be afraid hey, to miss, you're throwing a negative out there for.
2: Her. Okay, good good advice. Thank so, you.
3: So, I think the thing to do is to say, listen, it's okay to fail. The greatest, like you said, baseball, 3 out of 10. You know, the best free throw shooters in the NBA aren't perfect. There's no. no such thing as perfection in sports. Right. Okay? You're going to fail and you're going to script. Like in our book I mentioned, you know, embracing failure can lead to fun. So I'd want to look, I would want to talk with her about why she's afraid to fail, Eric. I, I'd find okay. it when she says she's afraid, instead of telling her she can't, ask her okay. why she is where did that come from? Was it something maybe you said, a coach said, her mom said, a teammate? Okay. You know, something maybe you did you didn't even realize. You don't even know. But I, been. I, I, I would explore that with her and yeah. find out why. You said she's got a couple of sisters? Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, she sees them and she feels I've got to live up to, to what they're doing or I've got to be better than them. Who knows? I mean, you don't know what's in her head.
5: So exactly. my suggestion
3: would be to explore that. I, I, what you said wasn't wrong. But okay. I, would, I would go no, about it a I little need, bit differently. I some
2: advice, too, because I'm learning on the fly. I don't, you know, I don't
3: know. Right. So I, I, would, I would want to explore that with her and talk with her about that and explore okay. why she's feeling that way and give her some, some suggestions about where you've screwed up and that you've overcome it. And it's okay. Yeah. And I think that's What's the key the- thing. Go ahead.
2: What's the name of your book, you said?
3: It's called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletic to Youth Sports. You can get it off on Amazon or on my website. My website's winnersunlimited.com. Just go Just on there and, and you'll get it You'll get it sent out to you. Sounds good. Okay, sir. Well, listen, thank you for calling in. What's good the luck name with your
2: website again?
3: Winnersunlimited.com. W-I-N-N-E-R-S. Winnersunlimited.com. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck, Coach. Again, enjoy the experience because that's what it should be about. All right. Have a great Let's time. Good luck Bye. with your daughter. Thanks for calling. Okay, that's great call. And that's why we do this show. So I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent, you're a coach, or an athlete, performance anxiety, anxiety, pressure. Do you choke under pressure? Do you not do well? Why? If you're having a problem with that, what is it? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This
0: is the Sports Psychology Hour. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products.
7: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Um, hello, it's me. The designer jeans in your closet. The back of your closet. What am I doing here? Would you keep caviar in the back of your fridge with the ketchup and old milk? Yeah, I don't think so. So, what happened to us? I mean, have you seen my label? I used to summer in the Hamptons and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Sure, I never really fit you quite right, and one of my pockets is so small you can't even squeeze your hand into it, but it's all about the look, and I look good. I need to get back out on the scene so I can be seen. You know, going to fancy parties, getting expensive iced coffees, Sunday fun days, okay? So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference.
1: Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff, create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
3: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio, 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show, and today's topic is anxiety in sports. Do you get anxious when you play sports? Do you choke under pressure? How do you handle it? If you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent, we just had a great call from Eric, who's a dad, whose daughter sounds like is a perfectionist. And we talked a little bit about dealing with the anxiety she has when she's playing basketball. And I'd like to hear from you if you're if you're a parent and you coach your child, that can be anxiety producing for your kids because you know you know being being a parent of a coach, excuse me, being the, a parent who coaches your own kids can be pretty anxiety provoking for you because you're sort of in a in a situation where you don't you may feel your son or daughter's the best kid on the team, and I know a lot of coaches think that way. And then you may not want to play favorites with your kid because you want to give everybody a fair chance, which is what you should be doing. So then you've got to deal with that with your son or daughter. So it puts you on the spot. But then if you do play your son or daughter because they're the best player on the team because you want to win and you don't let everybody else play fairly, then that causes problems for you. So there's a lot of ways you can be anxious when you're playing sports, when you're coaching sports. How do you deal with that situation when the game's on the line? I'd like to hear from you if you're... If you're a golfer, you're a tennis player, basketball, baseball, doesn't matter what soccer, football, volleyball, ping pong, I don't care which sport you play. Have you been in a situation before where the game is on the line, where the pressure's there, you you need to perform at the end, score that, shoot that free throw, hit that, get that base hit, strike somebody out, hit an ace, win the point, sink the putt, whatever it might be? And the anxiety got to you why did that happen and did you overcome it our phone number is 913-3810-810 we've got a wide open phone board like to hear from you great time to call in has this happened to you before you know it happens all the time in golf it happens all the time in tennis people choke people fall apart under the pressure because they start thinking too much, they start worrying too much, and they get fearful. That meant that issue I mentioned before, fear. You know, performance anxiety happens, and the, you know there are ways to handle it. You can teach people how to relax. Like, I have on my website these relaxation visualization exercises for different sports where you go through a breathing exercise, and then a muscle tightening and loosening exercise, a confidence building section, and a visualization section. They work. It's called the 20 Minutes of Athletic Success Series. I have them for different sports, and I have a generic one for all sports. I've used these exercises my whole 38 years of work. I started doing it in 1980-81 when I was in grad school in San Diego, working with the San Diego State tennis team and women's gymnastics team. And I saw how these exercises worked. You learn how to relax, visualize, and focus. But you also address pressure. You deal with it, you handle it, you confront it. You don't run from it. You don't get scared of it. You confront it. I'd like to hear from you. if you're a parent, a coach, an athlete. You can also send me a tweet at at DRJ Sports Psych. At DRJ Sports Psych. I know I get messages throughout the show from people around the country who are listening. So I'd like to find out from you. If you if you're a coach and you can tell you've got a young man or woman on your team. They might be eight or nine. They might be a college athlete. And you know they fall apart under pressure. What do you what do you do about it? You know, I, I always talk about coaches. Good coaches are good psychologists. Good coaches take the time to understand their athletes. Good coaches take the time to think through what's going on and they try to understand what's going on you see good coaches are good communicators they're good listeners and so I think one of the things you need to find is ask questions in this whole issue about anxiety and pressure ultimately underneath deep down is about a fear of screwing up and I've seen it throughout my 38 years of work when I played tennis in high school, I choked under pressure because I didn't want to screw up. Probably why I got into sports psychology. I would have been a much better tennis player, and I was pretty decent, but I would have been a lot better if I could have handled pressure better. Back in the late 60s, early 70s, I had no clue what had, what to do. All I knew is if I screwed up, I got yelled at by my father. Why would you lose? You're a dummy. You're not any good. Well, of course, that wasn't the right thing to tell me. And if you tell your kids that, you're making a mistake. So this anxiety, this fear of screwing up causes performance anxiety, it's what it's about. It's about letting someone down, it's about letting yourself down, letting your teammates down, letting your coaches down, letting your parents down. You know, high school athletes have a lot of pressure today, maybe more so than before, because everything is exposed. Everything's on social media. Everything they do, everybody sees, everybody knows about it, and so consequently, you know, when they screw up, they go back to school the next day, and they're confronted. Why'd you screw up? Why'd you Why'd you miss that pass? Why'd you drop that ball? Why'd you miss the shot? You've got to learn how to hand, handle failure, the fear of failure, the fear of messing up, the fear of negativity. It all comes from, as I said, if we if we teach our kids as they start in sports at younger ages that failure is You don't want to fail, obviously, but it's okay because it's going to happen. And a lot of people tell me, no, I don't agree with you at all. Failure is not okay. You can't fail. Well, you're going to. When I say it's okay, it's reality. You will screw up. You will make a mistake. So the key issue is when you do, how do you overcome that and grow from it? If younger athletes are criticized and degraded and yelled at and screamed at and told they suck and they're terrible, and they're not any good when they're seven, eight, nine, ten years of age, I can almost promise you most of them by the time they're 14, 15 or 16 will have either quit playing sports or are going to be so scared of screwing up, they're going to choke under pressure. And so that's where the message we give young kids today, I think in sport sports is not to be critical and condescending. Now, it's one thing. If they're not trying, it's one thing if they're deliberately screwing up, that's a whole different situation. But you've got, to, you're coaching a seven-year-old baseball team and these kids, you've got some kids on here who aren't doing well. And you can tell their dads are in the stands getting upset. What do you do? Well, you've got two issues here. You've got the issues with the parents, you've got the issues with the kids. So the first thing you need to do with the kids is help them relax, try to get them to have fun. And then you need to have a meeting with the parents or individually with these dads and go, look, let's talk about what you're saying. When you're yelling at Johnny, you better get a hit. You better get a hit. And then when he strikes out, you storm off the stands and you know, throw your hat down and walk away. That is not helping your son. As a coach, you need to be a good communicator. You need to be a good express. You need to be a good psychologist. All right, we've got plenty of time left to get some calls in here. I'd like to hear from if you're a coach, if you're a parent, if you're an athlete. Performance anxiety How do you handle it? How do you deal with it? Have you suffered from it before? If you're an athlete and you have choked, why did that happen? What's going through your head? See, when you choke, something's going through your head. You're thinking negative thoughts. You start to get afraid. You start to worry. And then the physical tension comes on. The physical tension doesn't come first. It's the negative thinking that comes first. The fear that comes first. The anxiety and then that causes that physical tension, then everything falls apart. All right, let's get some calls in here. I wanna hear if you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're a parent, how do you handle performance anxiety? How do you address it? How do you identify it? How do you work through it? I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. The world of youth sports has grown tremendously in the last few years. And with that growth comes questions. What's the right age to let my child start playing? When should winning and losing become important? And how can the youth sports experience be fun? These questions and many more are addressed head on in sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs' book, Just Let Him Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes through youth sports. Written with Major League Baseball pitcher, Jeff Montgomery and Hall of Fame swimming coach, Peter Malone, Just Let Him Play tackles the issues that make youth sports increasingly difficult for parents, coaches, officials, and especially kids. Just Let Him Play explains the importance of winning and losing, success and failure, and why it's okay when not every athlete gets a trophy. For more information and to get your copy of Just Let Him Play, go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click Products. One more time, for your copy of Just Let Him Play, Go to winnersunlimited.com and click Products.
1: Donate stuff, create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
3: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello everybody, I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been in practice for 38 years, working with athletes at all levels, of sports, and 20th year on the radio here in Kansas City, our 18th at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and as I said earlier, our show is being syndicated around the country, and today's topic is the issue of performance anxiety, pressure under sports, how do you handle it, how do you deal with it, how do you react to it, and I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, and you have had performance anxiety before. As a parent, do you get performance anxiety watching your kids, Can you not stand there or sit there in the stands? Do you have to leave? Do you get so nervous and anxious you can't sit still? Of course you do. You want to see your kids succeed. But you know what? Failure, this whole idea of failure and anxiety, they're, they're totally entwined. You know, I just got a tweet. There's a choice in the matter and control, but also... Reminding athletes to have fun and not yell at them is imperative. That's what leads to anxiety. It's not so much the fear of failure as fear of consequences that comes with failure. That's from Shelby, who's up in Minnesota listening. And you can send me a tweet at, at DRJ Sports Psych. So how do you deal with this? And what causes it? Anxiety in sport comes from, in my opinion, when you're younger, failing, failing, And being ridiculed for it, being made fun of for it, being degraded for it. And instead of learning to handle that, it's something that sits in you. You know, I hear the stories all the time of kids when they leave their sporting events. Young kids leaving their sporting events get yelled at in the car by mom or dad. Why'd you strike out? Why'd you miss the shot? Why'd you fall down? We lost because of you. And then their parents get upset at them. And then they hold that in. Then they don't want to do it again because they they don't want to let mom and dad down. Or the coach. I've told this story many times on this show. When my youngest son, Gregory, was playing rec baseball. We were playing. We we're going to play a game on a Sunday afternoon in Kansas City, at Overland Park, Kansas. It was about 95 degrees. It was really hot. We're watching the team in front of us play. And the team in front of us was same, from the same neighborhood. young man gets to second base. The third base coach, and they were probably 10 or 11 at the time, Third base coach is encouraging him to steal. He tries to steal. He runs and he falls over his own feet, trips and falls, gets tagged out. And we're sitting right behind the dugout. The coach on that team turns around and kicks the fence. The helmets and the bats all fall off the bat rack. He takes his hat down and kicks it. The young man comes into the dugout, which point he grabs him by his neck and throws him against the fence and is screaming at him. I then jumped up and said, let him go, which point he lets him go and starts cursing at me. The first base coach comes in and grabs him. He's pointing his finger at me. The young man's crying. I turn around and look for his dad. His dad was off talking to some ladies 20 yards away. He wasn't even paying attention because his dad, he didn't care. His dad's a great guy. And one of them got his dad, came over and got him. Needless to say, that coach was then suspended. The guy should never have coached again. He was a very prominent attorney whose ego, I think, was so big he thought he could yell at 10-year-old kids. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, this young man was probably 10 or 11. When he was a sophomore in high school, his dad called me one day and said, Listen, Andy, do you remember that incident years ago on the baseball field? I said, Oh, yeah, I remember. He goes, Well, I made a mistake. I should have brought my son in to see you a long time ago. He's not doing well. He can't perform under pressure. Well, I brought him in. Strapping young man, is about about 6'2", sophomore in high school. And he said, Dr. Jacobs, that, that game is in my head every day. When I go play, I keep worrying somebody's gonna yell at me. Well, we worked through it. I got him to understand it was okay. Hey, you tripped. The coach was wrong. How many coaches have you had since then that treated you that way? Well, only one got angry. But I'm always so scared to screw up, I don't do what I can do. So we taught him how to relax taught him to identify the fear and to work through it and he got better it's about communication it's about dealing with this stuff the problem is performance anxiety happens to everybody at some point some of us learn how to handle it some of us thrive under pressure some of us look at pressure and it is a turn on it's a catalyst it's 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 an incentive to do better some of us look at pressure and it turns us off because we get scared I had the privilege to be the Kansas City Royals team psychologist a couple of times. Back in 1990, one of the first full-time sports psychologists in baseball, I worked with the Royals. In 1990, George Brett won his third batting title. I got to watch him and how he dealt with it. He wasn't hitting too well at the beginning of the year, and he turned it around and ended up winning his third batting title in the last bat of the year in Cleveland. He and Ricky Henderson were neck and neck like less than 1,000th of a percentage point apart, and George and his last at bat got a hit and beat Henderson out. And I watched how he handled pressure that year. Now, granted, he'd been playing baseball for a long time, but he still wanted to do well. He wanted—he was the leader of the team in many ways. So there's pressure on him to perform well. He felt it, but you know what? He dealt with it, and he addressed it, and it, it was the reason he's in the Hall of Fame is because he didn't let that stuff eat him up he used it as an incentive, as a challenge to make him better. throughout my 38 years of work, that's what I see with so many athletes. The ones who survive, the ones who make it to the very, very top, not necessarily professional, they could be the very top high school athlete, the top youth sport athlete, doesn't matter. But they don't let this anxiety eat them up. They use it as a motivator and they have a support system of people around them who help them get through it. And what I mean by that is their parents, their coaches, their teammates, their support system, when they don't do well, they pat them on the back, they reinforce them, and what a good coach does, this is what coaching means. When you screw up at the youth sport level, you don't yell and scream and degrade somebody. You help them understand why they made the mistake and what they can do the next time to do better. That's what a good coach at the young levels is going to do. You know, when you get to the collegiate level, yeah, you're going to get yelled at. But good coaches at the collegiate level, yeah, they'll, they'll get angry. But after practice, they'll also put their arm around that player and tell them, listen, I love you, I care about you, I'm trying to challenge you to get better. And if that athlete is having trouble with that, that coach... We'll either work them on it or send them to a sports psychologist to work with or help them deal with it. I promise you, if you're a parent, your son or daughter will get anxious in their sport at some point because they want to please you. How you handle that, how you deal with that, what you say to them about it is real important. Reinforcing that at a young age will help them deal with that as they get older. If you get older and you're having trouble with this, The reason for it is this, fear. Fear of screwing up, fear of letting someone down, fear of not living up to expectations. So learning to overcome that fear, learning to deal with that fear is essential. It's essential. So what I would suggest you do, if you're a coach, you have a young man or woman on your team who's suffering from anxiety, you can see it. Talk to them, get them to understand why they're anxious, and for you to understand why they're anxious. Is it a fear of screwing up? Is it a fear of letting somebody down? Maybe when they were younger, did they get degraded or insulted by a coach or a parent or somebody because they didn't do well? Find out why and help them work through it. Be a good communicator. Be a good listener. That's going to be important. Be a good psychologist as a coach. If you're a parent and your son or daughter screws up, Try to get them to understand why and be a support system. Be their support system. It's imperative for you as a parent to help them understand it's okay. Your job as a parent, especially with their sports performance, I mean, yeah, you don't want them to screw up. But if they do, degrading them is only going to hurt them and hurt them in terms of getting better down the road. Let them know a story about where you've screwed up. Let them know a story about where you choked and tell them you got through it. Tell them how you got through it. Give them advice on what you did to get better. Performance anxiety happens to everybody. We've seen it, best athletes in the world. But the best athletes learn at some point how to look at themselves, how to look inside themselves, how to challenge themselves and how to work through it. That's what allows them to be the best. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. Hope you've enjoyed the show. There are a lot of ways you can reach me. You can get a hold of me at my office. That number is 816-561-5556, 816-561-5556. Send me a tweet at at DRJ Sports Psych, at DRJ Sports Psych. Send me an email at my website, DRJ at winnersunlimited.com. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Go to the podcast page and look under Additional Programming or go to my website winnersunlimited.com and look under the podcast page there. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Have a great week. Love to hear from you you with any topics you'd like for me to talk about on this show. Always open to listening to to your advice and your comments. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology
0: Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. Are you an athlete, competitor, or ordinary individual who wants to learn how to relax, build confidence, and think more positively? Then the 20 Minutes to Success series of digital downloads and audio CDs from sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs are perfect for you. 20 Minutes to Success will teach you techniques to help you succeed. Dr. Jacobs covers topics like deep breathing for better focus, confidence building, and positive visualization. The 20 Minutes to Success series includes programs for individual sports like swimming, running, tennis, and baseball. You can also target overall athletic performance or relaxation. For more information and to get 20 minutes to success on digital download or CD, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products. That's winnersunlimited.com and click products. One more time, to get 20 minutes to success, go to winnersunlimited.com and click products.
6: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off.
7: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
6: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable.
7: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
4: We first opened about 10 years ago, we were we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier.